Good morning. Today is Thursday, April 21st, 2022. I once met Alicia Wiesel, the only child of Marion and Eli Wiesel. Before coming to Montreal, we lived in New Haven, Connecticut. I was the rabbi of a synagogue, Young Israel of New Haven, and I was also the Orthodox rabbi at Yale University. And as the Orthodox rabbi at Yale University, I wanted to help grow the Orthodox community there. And I participated together with the admissions office in recruiting high school students from Orthodox high schools to apply to Yale. And there were several Jewish high schools, very, very good Jewish high schools in the New York area that did have many of their applicants apply to Ivy League schools. One of those is Ramaz High School in Manhattan, the Upper East Side, who has sent many graduates to Ivy League schools, including to Yale. And so every year, these high schools would have a college night where representatives from all of the different schools would come and make presentations to try to get students to apply to their schools. And I would go every year to the college night at Ramaz and other places, and I would go together with someone from the admissions department, and the person from the admissions department would make the pitch for Yale, and I would make the pitch for Jewish life at Yale. One time, I was mortified to walk into the room where I was about to start speaking. And I recognized, sitting near the back of the room, Eli Wiesel. The idea of trying to speak any rational words in the presence of Eli Wiesel was very intimidating to me. And I learned that his son, Alicia, sitting beside him, was then in 12th grade at Ramaz High School. And he had applied to Yale, among other schools. And so, in my presentation in that room, I gave it my best shot. Jewish life at Yale, what we had to offer. And Alicia was accepted at Yale and he attended Yale. And I thought to myself, arrogantly, that perhaps I had played some small part in that happening. And that night at Ramaz was the last time I saw Alicia or his father, Eli Wiesel. Now, I want to be very clear. I do not mean, God forbid, I would never criticize or put down someone else in any way, especially in public. I would never speak negatively about someone, certainly about this young man, Alicia, who I do not know. 
But what I want to share with you is what he wrote. He wrote very openly about this period in his life in an article that appeared several years ago and received a lot of attention. And his message is particularly relevant to us now. So in this article, he writes, I don't know if any of us can imagine what it would be like to grow up with Eli Wiesel as our father. My education from my father had begun at an early age. He always said to me, be a good student, be a good son, be a good Jew. As a young adult, I did the opposite. I raged against my school, against my parents, and against my tradition. I set out on a journey that would take me very far from Judaism and from him, his father, Eli Wiesel. I shouted at him that I wanted nothing to do with his religion. For a long time, after that first meeting at Ramaz High School, when we never saw Elisha in any Jewish activity, I thought for a long time that we had failed Elisha. We, the Jewish community of Yale, had failed to interest him. We had failed to engage him in anything Jewish. When I read this article several years ago, I realized exactly what Elisha writes. Elisha went to Yale to escape, to get away from his father, and to get away from anything connected to the Judaism his father represented. Now, this is not about me. The reason I share this with you is because of the way Elisha describes his father's response. My father kept telling me to be a good student, a good son, a good Jew, but he said it more quietly. And he kept setting an example by studying Torah himself and by defending the Jewish people and Jewish values. But how could my father love me the way he did when my disrespect from, for him was so severe? This is Alicia writing this article. His love for me was an impossible love. His belief in me was an impossible belief. But he had a way of holding impossible beliefs. And then Elisha writes about the end of his father's life as he was suffering from cancer. 
In Alicia writes, as the cancer progressed with episodic violence and my father came closer to his end, I would often ask what I could do for him. And smiling, he would hold my hand, look into my eyes, and say, just be. Nothing more than that. There were no more requests. No message he needed me to deliver. No instruction he needed me to absorb. Now the only thing he wanted to convey was his love for me and his faith in the direction I would take my life. He wanted me to understand what my existence meant for him, the good and the bad, and the imperfect and flawed, the whole package. Just be. Jewish parents and grandparents have an obligation to teach their children to be a good Jew, to promote Jewish education, and to be a role model for our children and grandchildren, a positive Jewish role model for them, and to take steps suited to each child individually to lead to that goal. And parents have the right to feel disappointed when a child refuses that path. But every parent and every grandparent has an even more fundamental task to love every child to believe in and to be proud of every child and to not allow anything else to mitigate that love. Alicia experienced that from his father. Just be. Pure love. Many of us, this Shabbos, will say Yizkar, the memorial prayer for those of our loved ones who have passed away. We remember our parents, our loved ones. One day, our children will say Yizkar for us, and they will remember us. What will my children remember about me? My faults, my instructions, my criticisms, my disappointments, or my love, my absolute pride, in every one of them at every moment. 
Now, if that's what I hope will happen, because that is, in fact, the deepest truth of my life, my love of every one of my children, and my deep pride in every one of them, regardless of the path in life they have chosen, that is, in fact, the truth of my life. But if I hope that that's what they will remember, I have to work to make that happen. I have to work now in how I relate to my children and my grandchildren in order for that to happen. And at a certain point in their lives, when they will ask me, what do you need me to do for you next? What can I do for you? I must answer with every fiber in my being. Just be. That's all I want. Just know that you are loved. Just know how proud I am of you. Just be. If that's what I want, I need to start working on that now so that when the time comes, that will be how I am remembered. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day and a beautiful Yom Tov ending Pesach. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.